For more News Talk 1290 podcasts, visit cjbk.com or search CJBK on the iTunes store and subscribe. Time is announced. Time is. This is the Steve Garrison Show, live from London on News Talk 1290 CJBK. Joining me uh, this morning is the leader of the Federal Conservative Party of Canada and Prime Minister of Canada, Stephen Harper. Good morning, Mr. Prime Minister. Good morning. Thanks for having me, Steve. And uh, welcome to the program. Great to have you on the radio here in southwestern Ontario. Yesterday, you made the announcement uh, about the Trans-Pacific Partnership trade deal, and you announced that it was a wonderful landmark day for we Canadians and a historic day for Canadians. Do you still feel that way this morning? Oh, absolutely. Um, look, this is the this is the biggest uh, economic partnership concluded in the history of the world. Uh, it involves 800 million potential customers for our uh, businesses and our workers. Um, it's a it's a market of 30 trillion dollars a year. We'll be getting tariff free access into it. You know, it builds on the network we're creating across the world. Our workers and our and our businesses, our exporters, are going to have virtually tariff-free ex- access in the decades to come to the Asia-Pacific, to North America, to Europe, other parts of the world. We've, we're going to have the best trade access in the world. This is really critical to our um, our uh, target of creating another 1.3 million net new jobs from now to the end of the decade. I've compiled some questions. With your permission, sir, may I ask them? Absolutely. Uh, will it cost jobs? Uh, certainly you have heard uh, the interviews, and, and that's been the, the ongoing theme with talk shows uh, throughout Canada, coast to coast, in the last 24 hours. Will it cost jobs, uh, and particularly in the automotive industry? No, it's going to create jobs. Um, first of all, um, the only industries I've really heard that from are, you know, uh, some in the automotive sector, some in uh, some in uh, the agricultural sector, but you know the vast majority of, of the agricultural sector is very supportive. I even see the dairy farmers were supportive in comments, and we certainly are moving in with some compensation packages to make sure there are no job losses there. The automotive sector, I think the uh, the opportunities are all on the upside. I noticed some very uh, positive uh, comments by some of the automakers, by uh, Auto Parts Manufacturing Association. Look, the opposite would be true, Steve. We're in a, our automobile sector is 85% uh, export oriented and it's integrated in North America. If we were not part of this arrangement of the United States is going to have rest, with the rest of the world, we would have no chance of holding a strong auto sector here. Um, being in it and some of the additional things I'm going to announce, we're going to make sure that we continue to attract major auto investments in this country. You, you know that Unifor has been very critical of uh, this uh, this agreement in the last 24 hours. They're suggesting is why would they manufacture plants, uh, you know, manufacture auto parts here in Canada uh, with the hourly rate where they can manufacture the plants in Mexico for, for $5 an hour? What would you say to them? Well, look, it's, it's, of course, it's not all, it's not all about low wages. Uh, one of the things about our manufacturing sector is wages are actually rising in it. Um, so, you know, it, look, it's more than that. I, I just say with that particular organization, you know, they have a ideological position that goes back to opposing the auto pact, opposing free trade with the United States and North America, opposing a trade with Europe, opposing it with South Korea. And, you know, we've seen over the decades that those who have taken an ideological opposition to free trade have always been wrong. We've got a great part sector. Uh, the government is committed to working with them, uh, making the kind of joint investments that are necessary to sustain 
and create good, well-paying jobs. And, and you know, our objective is not to have a bunch of cheap jobs here. Our objective is a sector that's going to have strong, well-paying jobs. You're listening uh, this morning to the leader of the Federal Conservative Party of Canada, Stephen Harper. Uh, the next question I have is the dairy industry. I, I've spoke to some people involved uh, locally, and, and their concern about financial safeguards in place, just, just if that situation arises where we have uh, imported items uh, like cheese and they cannot uh, survive. Do you have safeguards in place? Well, first of all, the yeah, the the market access granted in this deal to the foreign dairy sector is only three and a quarter percent of our entire market, so it is very restricted. And we've been very clear. We've announced a very large four and a half billion dollar compensation package, both for reven- both for incomes and also for quota values for the next fifteen years, because we know in the supply managed business, all the investments that have been made that will be made are based around. The quota values. So we're doing everything to make sure that a sector stays whole, uh, because, you know, remains obviously the overwhelming provider of Canadian products here in our market. And I noticed, as I say, the president of the dairy farmers had very positive comments today. So, you know, that sector can be sure they're protected. Well, at the same time, we've actually been able to achieve what we wanted, protecting our supply and managed sectors, but making sure all our other agricultural sectors, whether it's the grains, the red meat, um, you know, berry, uh, other sectors, they've all come out strongly in favor. So I think this is a very good deal for Canadian agriculture. When will this uh, partnership uh, be, be in place? Now, my understanding is it, it goes to the House of Commons. There has to be a vote. But what about the 12 other countries involved? Yeah, look, uh, Steve, the way we see this rolling out, first of all, today obviously, or yesterday, obviously, we had the announcement. And we put out some pretty detailed chapter summaries. There was a lot of information released to the media. We anticipate text of the agreement probably come out in a few days' time. Um, then we would anticipate uh, probably formal signature in the new year, and uh, the various countries would probably within about two years start to ratify and implement. Obviously, uh, the final decision in every country is made by its parliament, including in, in Canada. Uh, obviously, our position will be um, that we must and should uh, ratify this. I'm and our position's clear. We're the only ones on that. Look, I think, I think 10 years from now, uh, we pass this like we did with all our other trade deals. Everybody will be saying that was a great thing for Canada. And if by chance uh, we have a parliament next time that fails to pass it, I think uh, the country will, in years from now, be regretting that for a very long time. So uh, we're determined to move ahead. The Canadian economy, the best jobs in the Canadian economy have always been based on trade. And we want to create more jobs through this kind of trade action. With me uh, this morning is a leader of the Federal Conservative Party of Canada, Stephen Harper, here in the Steve Garrison Show. Kind of, sir, like the Steve and Steve Show this morning. Yeah. Uh, uh, I interviewed all the leaders, uh, Mulcair and Trudeau and Elizabeth May, and, and they all had the same thing uh, to say that we, we need, we're missing the boat here in Canada with the National Carbon Pricing Scheme. Uh, they told me it's not a tax, it's investment in the future, and it's revenue neutral. Sir, are you missing the boat on this issue, or do they have it? Uh, look, uh, we're the first, the, the only party in this election that's ever actually reduced the greenhouse gas emission is us. And we've done that through a system of regulation where we work with sectors, we figure out what we can do without impacting consumers, without impacting jobs. We've done this in electricity, transportation, and emissions are actually coming down in Canada. The fact of the matter is the policies of the other parties are based essentially either on a direct or an indirect carbon tax 
which is to push undefined costs off on Canadian consumers. They come out of people's pockets. So, um, you know, we think that's not the way to go. Look, the, the reality, Steve, of a carbon tax, you know, uh, carbon taxes are not about, carbon taxes are not really about reducing emissions. Carbon taxes are about getting money for the government. These other parties, the Liberals and the NDP, have made tens of billions of dollars of spending promises they can't afford. They're going to run deficits, and they're going to need things like carbon taxes to pay for their policies. The things we're running on, whether it's the home accessibility tax credit or tax cuts for small business or uh, financial support for our single seniors, all the things we're running on, these things we can do without raising taxes and balancing our budget. And that's the kind of economic plan the country needs going forward. You, you did say a month ago about uh, no income tax increase. You still stand by that? Yeah, the government, this, this party's been very clear. We have not raised income tax rates. We've not raised GST, federal sales tax rates. We have not made discretionary increases to payroll taxes. The other guys want to make huge uh, increases to your payroll taxes, $1,000 right out of your pocket for CPP and EI. This government has not done that. This government will not do that. Do that. And that, frankly, is one of the things that distinguishes us from all the other parties that are running on various combinations of tax increases. We're almost out of time here. A couple of quick questions yeah. and observations, and I'll let you go, sir, because I know you're, you have another interview. Have to wrap it up, yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of distractions in, in this campaign, uh, NECAB and, and also Bill C-51. If I was to ask you this morning, sir, what is the number one issue? You talk to Canadians coast to coast. What do they say to you? Number one issue is the economy. Uh, absolutely the economy. You know, we are in a very fragile global economy. Uh, Canadian economy has done pretty well through that. It has, if you look at our economic fundamentals, we have the best prospects of anybody. Uh, our position to Canadians is we need to do what we're doing, which is promising some investments in in the economy, in people's lives that we can afford with a balanced budget and low taxes. The alternative is, you know, some combination of unaffordable promises paid for by deficits or high taxes. And that is the the recipe to put our economy off track. We need to make sure we continue to outperform uh, other developed economies going forward. The leader of the Federal Conservative Party of Canada and also Prime Minister Stephen Harper. Mr. Harper, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. All at the same time. Turn us on. Now give me the details. First thing in the morning. News, traffic and weather. And so much more. First thing with Mike Stubbs and Lisa Brandt. Weekday mornings on News Talk 1290. CJBK. Sounds great, right?